Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Being a Fan of Disney podcast. I'm your host, Cody Havard. In this episode, I wanted to discuss something that is very important for students in the class and non-student listeners of the podcast. When people visit Walt Disney World growing up, a lot of times they do so with their family or a larger group. So they don't necessarily have to think about all the decisions that go into a Walt Disney World visit, such as planning and cost. As a person grows older, maybe they go back to Walt Disney World for the first time on their own, or maybe they even take people with them. This often is the first time that they have to think about everything that goes into a Walt Disney World vacation from the planning. How many park days are you going to spend? Where are you going to stay? How are you going to get there? And all of the associated costs with a Walt Disney World vacation. And so this time I wanted to talk with Stan Solo who has made several solo trips to Walt Disney World and I have heard speak a lot about how to do so in a budget-friendly manner. And so I learned a lot from this visit. I really, really enjoyed talking to Stan. This is the fourth time he's been in the class and on the podcast, and every time um, I really, really enjoyed talking with him and learned a lot. So I had a great time. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Please come along with us on our adventure. Okay, everybody, welcome back. And this time we're joined for the fourth time by Stan Solo from The Solo Show and also the Grand Circle Tour podcast. And one reason I wanted Stan to come back and talk about this, and there's so many other topics that I want to talk with Stan about also, but one reason I wanted him to come back now is Stan has made several solo trips to Walt Disney World, and he has talked a lot about how to do that um, on a budget and how to do it with without spending a large amounts of money that typically would happen on say maybe a big family vacation and so this episode in particular stan's going to talk with us about how do you go to walt disney world and how do you be budget friendly when you're doing it so we'll go ahead We'll get right into it. Um, Stan, thanks again for joining us. Uh, just real quick recap in case people haven't seen or listened to another episode that you're on. Can you give us the quick recap of your fandom, the solo show, the Grand Circle Tour podcast? Bring us up to date. So, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I, I just want, I was wondering what your thought process. Let's see, I need to find somebody that goes that's budget friendly. Who do I know that's cheap? Stan, Stan's cheap. I'll get him on the show. <laughs> That's who I'll See, get. <laughs> that is that is exactly what I didn't want people to to feel like. That is a that's the exact thing that I was afraid of. Um, no, so. but you know what though? Like I, I got to tell you. Okay, so I'm from Canada. The Canadian dollar doesn't go very far in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, so I got that strike against me. I I don't have a high paying job. I work in a grocery store. Uh, I'm I'm not making big bucks. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor or a surgeon. Uh, I can't afford to be staying at these luxury hotels, but I do love going to Disney and I can do it on a budget and I do it on a budget every time. And I've gone some years, I've gone four times in one year. Uh, other times it's like, I have to cut back for whatever reason. 
and I'll go like once a year, once every two years. But every time mm-hmm. I do, I I don't break the bank. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in debt for vacation. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think is very important for people to learn is to not not go in debt. The solo show. Let's talk about the solo show. So the solo show is it's a it's kind of a weekly, biweekly. It's more of a biweekly podcast. And um, every week, uh, it's a solo show. I'm on there by myself, but I always have a, somebody else on. It's, I have a guest on. Kind of like your show, you have you, or your your podcast. You have a guest on, or two, or three, or four. And if you want to be stupid, uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's all a big. It's always uh, something different, different topics all the time. But they're always pretty much Disney, Star Wars, Marvel related. And in the Grand Circle Tour podcast, uh, there's seven of us. And uh, and like I said, you can't, it's very hard to do a podcast with seven people on. So mm-hmm. we're not all on at the same time. We we switch off. It's it's a schedule that we make. So each week when you turn in, you don't know, or tune in, you don't know who the host is going to be, who the co-hosts are going to be. But it's going to be one of us seven or three of us seven. Pretty, pretty much is always three of us seven. And it's a week a weekly weekly podcast, uh, Disney, Marvel, Pixar. We go into movies. We go to Disney Plus. We go all over the place. Uh, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise Line, pretty much anything. The odd time we do a Universal show. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I'm not involved in those. I put my hand <laughs> on but yeah, so that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's your it's your standard fair Disney podcast. Okay, all right. Well, awesome. Um, thanks again for the recap. And let's before before. Or when I reached out to Stan, I kind of sent a list of, hey, let's go through things like getting to Disney, where, how to get, if you're flying in, how to get from the airport to your hotel, where to stay, what type of park tickets do you want to get? Do you want to get single day, multi-day? And so let's just, let's get right into it. Um, Stan has been gracious enough to to do a lot of preparation for this. So the first thing... Um, let's talk about is just the the preparation before you when you actually make the decision this is what i'm doing i'm gonna go um how do you get started in that process okay so so you have to realize walt disney world is a machine it's a monster it's it's huge it's not you're not just going to go there and hang out and uh make things up as you go along you have to plan you have to prepare and if you don't want to spend the time the money the effort uh, into preparing, my number one suggestion right off the hop is to get a travel agent, uh, a, a dedicated Disney travel agent. Uh, and it should be a travel agent that you're not paying for. A lot of people think that I can't afford a travel agent. I, this, this trip has cost me enough already. Oh, but no, no, you get a, you get like, uh, we're sponsored by MEI and Most Kind Travel on the Grand Circle Tour podcast. So that's who I deal with. That's who I go with. And I've been dealing with MEI even before the uh, they were our sponsor. But I don't pay my travel agent anything. Disney actually pays the travel agent. And what's great about having a travel agent is they're on top of all the specials, all the uh, uh, special codes that Disney might have or, or, or you know discounts. And if you have a, a proper travel agent, they'll watch out those discounts for you and apply them to your vacation before you even know that they are coming or even before you have them. And I've had times where my travel agent would send me an email and she'll say, uh, you know what? I just saved you $200 on your, on your vacation because Disney has a special offer on resort rooms. And I applied it to your, to your vacation. 
sure, I'll save $200. Yeah. That sounds good to me. That's, you know, I'll take that room discount that I didn't know about. Uh, and you, and that's the type of thing you might just miss if you're booking it on your own. Now, the downside with having a travel agent is you kind of have to stay on Disney property. You have to buy your ticket through your travel agent. Uh, so you kind of eliminate. There are discount ticket places where you can purchase tickets, but I don't think the savings outweigh the benefits of having a travel yeah. agent. You know what I mean? So, but if you want to stay off property, we'll get into staying off property. Uh, the travel agent might not be the way to go. For staying okay. off property, and there's benefits and advantages and disadvantages to staying on or off property. So that's and, the first one. Okay, and um, then as far as you you make the decision, you're gonna go with a let's say you're gonna go with an agent. Um. Uh, what well and when in your experience have you seen that for people that are wanting to go for more reasonably price is it better to stay on property or off property most of the time like you just said including benefits what what outweighs the other so so the great thing about staying on property is all your transportation is included uh other than getting to and from the airport that's a different thing altogether but once you're on property you're not paying for a bus. You're not paying for a boat. You're not paying for a Skyliner. You're not paying for a monorail. All of that is included. So you're going to get to all the parks for free. Now, if you're staying off property, you have to get to property. So now you're either renting a car or getting an Uber or a Lyft or something like that, a ride share. And that's going to add to the cost of, of, your, of your, uh, your vacation. It's also going to add to the stress of your vacation. Uh, yeah. I had a friend that stayed off property. He rented a car and, and he was going to uh, Magic Kingdom the first day and he was driving there and he thought, this is easy. I could, there's signs everywhere telling me how to get to Magic Kingdom. At the end of the night, it was dark and it was hot and everybody was tired and he was exhausted. He could not find his hotel. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was driving around. He had he got the Maps app out and that kind of helped him out and he was almost got into a couple of accidents. He, he he was kind of sorry he booked, he rented a car in the yeah. long run. He kind of, you know, what the stress was, he would have rather stayed on property. And there's different levels of property that you could stay on. Now, I always stay at a value resort. I used to stay at a moderate resort. I used to stay at a Port Orleans Riverside. That was my go-to resort. But as the prices went up and my r- wages didn't increase to match it, I started going to Pop Century uh, is, is more or less the one I go to. Uh I've stayed at the All-Stars. I enjoy the All-Stars as well. And the exact, actually, they remodeled the All-Stars now that the rooms are pretty much identical to the rooms at Pop Century. Uh, okay. And they're a little bit further away, so it takes you a bit longer to get to the parks. Is something you have to realize. Pop Century has a Skyliner, whereas the All-Stars don't. Mm-hmm. And then there's the all the um, Art of Animation Resort, which they call it a value, but the prices yeah. don't reflect that. <laughs> well, because they're all... They're most at the Art of Animation are family suites, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Little Mermaid uh, sections are are single rooms, but the rest okay. of them are going to be suites. So okay. if you have like if you have like a larger family, that might be something that you would want to, you know, invest in. Is to get yeah. a suite. Yeah. yeah, we we did stay at the Art of Animation once, and it was it is pretty neat because we got to stay in like the the cars themed 
you know, the cars theme family suite and everything. And it is definitely nice being on the Skyliner, um, not traveling around. Usually when I go, I or we, the family, are off property. Um, and it is so much less stressful, less work if you are able to get on a bus or a Skyliner or and and ride from park to park. That's that's very, very nice. Um, the Disney transportation really, really is is amazing absolutely amazing whether you're taking a bus or whether you're whatever no matter what you're using it, it it's a, it's incredible that this is offered for free yeah 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 and um so <clears throat> then you made the decision we're gonna we're going we'll get a travel agent we'll stay on property let's go down that track um as far as you 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 made some awesome notes on here, which I think would be really, really good for people. Because again, th this is maybe for people who are going for the first time by themselves. Um, they've gone with their family for most of their life. They haven't really had to think about these things. Now they're having to think about these things. So you have, you have a note on here about how to save money and also getting trip insurance to prepare for the trip. So walk us through that, how before you actually leave, um, how you're setting yourself up to to do this on a budget. Yeah. So one of the things I, I strongly suggest is you're not going to book, you're not going to book for a month from now yeah. or even two months from now. It's going to be a minimum of six months from now. Uh, and when you make, when you make the, the book and you tell your travel agent, yes, okay, that's great. I'm going to book it you pay a deposit and your deposit isn't very much. Uh, I, I think it's like 10% or something like that, that you pay. Okay. I, I don't quote me on that. Uh, and then you don't have to pay the final amount until you, you're ready to go or about a month before you go. So it gives you kind of time to save up for it. Okay. So there's ways you could do it. Um, you could, you could make a monthly payment or whatever directly to your travel agent and they'll put it towards the, the cost. Uh, I know some people, they open up a separate bank account. I've, I've done that in the past. Where I opened up a separate bank account, and then from my wages, I had so much go into that bank account. And okay. then when it was time to go for the trip, my trip was paid for. <clears throat> uh, another thing I used to do, I, I buy these bottles of water, the, the jugs of water. It's a $10 deposit for the water, and then the refill the jug is 5 bucks. So what I started doing was I was returning the, the water jugs, two water jugs at a time, and I would get a $20 gift card with the mm -hmm. money that I get back from the water jugs, and then buy a new water jug for $15, which really didn't make any sense. But it ended up, I ended up having a bunch of gift cards. Or every time I'd go, go get my groceries, I'd pick up a, a $20 gift card. Yeah. yeah. Added to okay. my grocery bill, a Disney gift card. And then I had all, all these gift cards. And I've actually pretty much paid for all my meals by having all these Disney gift okay. cards with me. You kind of take a, a, you'd be afraid to lose that stack of gift cards with the elastic around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're walking around the park, you know, because that's, that's a lot of money well, there. Well, on on that on that note, um, because we just recently went to Disneyland and I we did have gift cards with us, and um, I was leery to do this, but I didn't end up actually doing it. But have you ever put, you know, multiple gift cards in on on one? Like you can load everything to one gift card, and I I, I can't remember. Can you even do it in the app now, so you can access everything? From the app, have you ever tried that? Uh, I think I tried it once. It, it went smooth, 
Uh, I'm not sure why I, I I don't do that more often. I know some people that, that do do that though. Like they'll okay. they'll every time they go to Costco they'll buy a hundred dollar gift card, and and then they'll they'll you have fifteen of these gift gift cards and they'll put it all in one gift card. Yeah, I, yeah. I've have have seen people do that. Okay, they got fifteen hundred dollars okay. right there. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I have seen heard people do that. Uh, my problem is I I have all these gift cards in my pocket, and then when it's time to pay the bill, I just I just tap. Magic band tap, magic band tap. Yeah, yeah. And I come home with a with a pocket full of gift cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's my that's that was where I failed on that. <laughs> if you have to do what works for you. I find okay. that for myself, having that separate bank account and putting that hundred bucks every two weeks into that bank account okay. is, is what works best for me. Okay. Uh, trip insurance is something else too. Like I, I I've never gotten trip insurance because I have it built into my credit card. Okay. Uh, Disney always wants to sell you trip insurance. Now. Trip, you can cancel your trip up to a month before you're going and get a refund. Okay. Um, you're not booking your flights through Disney, so that trip insurance doesn't count your flights. So I don't understand the purpose of the Disney trip insurance other than now I have used my credit card trip insurance where I've gone and there was a hurricane. Okay. And I yeah. had to leave early or I had to stay later because the airport was closed. And they had to, you know, stick out through the through the hurricane. I had one time I had a flight uh, with the layover being in Chicago when Ch- O'Hara was closed because of a snowstorm. So I had to stay in Disney World a couple extra days, and my my credit card insurance covered my hotel room and my meals for okay. the two extra days I had to stay in in Orlando. Oh, poor me, stuck in you know Disney World. For yeah. Extra days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the trip insurance through my credit card covered that. So you look into you might want to look into trip insurance because okay things like that like that could happen but kind of you know try talk to your agent about it what is it included don't just sign off on it saying yeah I'll take the trip insurance it's an extra hundred bucks it might be an extra hundred bucks you can use on dole whips yeah yeah <laughs> the very important um, the uh, so then the next thing you you have written down here choose when to go and the what days to go one question i have for you is whenever i go i if i have if i can help it like this last time we went it was kind of set days that we were going to be there so i didn't rely too much on it but if i can help it i'm always looking at the crowd calendars and i'm trying to look at i'm trying to look at months that are not the busiest so when we go we typically go september or October. Now you go September, it is incredibly hot, but it's it's just getting hotter and hotter anyway. So no matter when you go, do you use those proud calendars or how do you decide when to go to Walt Disney World? Yeah. So I get seven weeks holidays with my job. Uh, I don't get paid very much, but I get seven weeks holidays a year. So that's paid holidays. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I, and I can go pretty much anytime. Uh, I can't, I can't take Christmas week off. Christmas week is honestly the worst week to go. Everybody thinks it's going to be so magical. Yeah. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to go to the Magic Kingdom, and it's going to be Christmas Day, Christmas morning. Well, the problem is, is 80,000 other people also yeah. felt the same way. <laughs> they thought it would be, yeah. And it's probably one of the most expensive days to go. as well. Christmas as becomes Day. very stressful very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, and New Year's Day is the same thing. It's the yeah. busiest day of the year. Thanksgiving Day is another one. 
it just it's just insanely busy uh, everybody's going and the prices are way more expensive so i have the luxury of being able to kind of go almost any week that i want uh and and that, and i and i can so i like i like to go the last week of january first week of february in, in that period yeah. uh the weather's not quite so so hot it's not cold i don't need a jacket uh, there has, there has been times when i did need like a hoodie or something um but your your hotels are less expensive your park tickets yeah. are, are less expensive on those days and and what's great is that parks not as busy on those yeah. days and yeah the parks are busy all the time for sure but Disney knows when the parks are going to be really busy and they know they could charge really a lot of money on those days. Yeah. yeah. They know the days are going to be a little bit softer and they could charge a little bit less money. The other thing too is like I was looking, uh, now this is for today's recording. Uh, I looked into it and it's not, and it's going to obviously going to be different if you're looking, listening to this in the future or whatever. But uh, Pop Century for the last week of January, first week of February, 2024, if you go Monday to Friday, those five days, your average price for your room only is going to be $166 a night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you go Thursday to Monday, where you include the weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the same five days, it's $194 a night. Yeah. So that's like 30 some dollars a night saving by moving it to weekdays as opposed to weekend. Yeah. So that is something to consider too, if you're trying to save money. So, so thirty times five, that uh, you know, that it adds up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean by 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 choosing when to go and what day of the week to go it is. Uh, it's always going to be unless Christmas or we or Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving will fall on a on a Saturday, but New Year's weekend to be very expensive. Christmas week is going to be very expensive. So try to avoid those weeks. Look at the crowd calendars, like you said. Um, all right, next, getting there. Um, some people have the luxury of being able to drive or just just making the decision to drive mm-hmm. very, very far to get there. Um, but also, a lot of people are are having to fly. I mean, when you know whenever we go to Walt Disney World, we drive because we're okay. we're about twelve hours away, uh, a little bit more. Um, when we went to Disneyland, obviously we have to we have to drive. That would have been a multi day um, trip just traveling. And so, what? How do you look for flights and making sure you get the best flight for the 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 best price? Okay, so so flights, you want to book them early, but you don't want to book them too early. But the question is, what's too early? What's early? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like if you book it, if you book, I'm going to fly out tomorrow. I'm buying my flight tomorrow. You'd be paying a premium for the nine times out of ten. Uh, there's an app that I use. It's uh, the Hopper app. Okay. Uh, and I, 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 I don't have any sponsorship with Hopper or anything like that. But you, you plug in what days you want to go, and where you want to go, and where you're taking off from, and when you're going to fly home. And it and you could set it up, and it will notify you what the what the average or cheapest prices are for that week. And every once in a while, it will, and you could go in there and you could check it and to see if the prices have come down or what they are. But it will notify you saying uh, the prices are really really good right now. Now's the time to mm-hmm. to, uh, to book your flights. So so that's 
that's something that's very helpful. And then you kind of like, oh, geez, when I get home from work today, I'm going to book my flights because Hopper told me to. And it will even tell you, we suggest you wait or we suggest you book now. Uh, this is the lowest price we've seen in, in, in months. It, it will give you tips like that. Another thing, too, is you can kind of search for flights yourself. But what I find is if you if you log in to to your whatever United WestJet, uh, sorry I'm Canadian, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever whatever airlines you guys have, <laughs> uh, and you and you search in, I'm going to go from from let's say Minneapolis to to Orlando, uh, in this and such a day, and you keep checking every day, you're going to find that the prices are not going to change and that the prices are always going to be pretty expensive or they're going to go up if anything and and my theory is is that they're spying on you they know that you're checking yeah. these flights and they're not going to give you a deal but if you go into incognito mode in 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 google uh chrome and you search cheap flights and then a flight tab will pop up and you can click on that flight tab and then you say where you're going all the months come up and you can scroll through each month and there'll be red ones telling you that it's expensive more expensive than usual flight or green ones for where it's less expensive flights and i find that extremely helpful to kind of give you an idea mm -hmm. as, as to what prices are and then what i'll do is i'll kind of okay so i'm going to plan my, my flight six months away so i'll look four months from now the price is 192 dollars but six months from now, the price is $204. So in three months from now, I'll check it again. And it might come down to that, to the time that I'm wanting to go at the lower price. You know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of always want to book it when it's, when it's green. And then you can click on that date and see which airline is offering the best prices. Because it will look okay. all the airlines. And that's through Google Chrome on, on the, on the in, incognito uh, setting. Because then it's have, tracking you. Have you, so have you compared using incognito and not using incognito have you compared like a specific like i'm gonna fly on this specific date and here's what it is in incognito here's what it is just normal google chrome have you done that well um well once you find it in incognito you eventually have to log in and, and book the flight oh okay okay so, so you you can't really book the flight without giving your name and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. you have to kind of go to the, you have to eventually go to the Delta airline or or United okay. airline uh, website. So at some point they find out like, who you are. <laughs> yeah, at some point they find out who you are. But once you kind of have that knowledge of what the price is, you kind of know what okay. you're looking for. Yeah, and it'd be different. Another thing too is oftentimes uh, if you're willing to do a layover, it's going to be less expensive as well. Than okay. Flying direct. All right, and then. Why would what, two um, planes be cheaper than one? <laughs> yeah. What um so the the next thing is looking at how long to go. And this kind of gets into the question of what type of tickets to buy. Um yeah. so so but it's all it's all preparation before you get there. So so let's talk about that next. Um how do you make a decision on one, how many days to go and then making the most out of your visit. And within that, that means, I mean, you know, some people, the, their idea of a, of a successful trip is to go to parks 
as much as possible and write as much as possible or see as many shows as possible. Other people, they want to go and maybe go to a park, you know, two days and, and they're spending two days at a resort or, or Disney Springs. Um, kind of w- what has been your experience in deciding how long to be there and then how to make the most of your visit? And that, that includes, are you buying, you know, one park a day ticket? Are you buying park hopper options, things like that? Yeah. So, so first off, if you're going for the first time, don't waste your money on a park hopper. Okay. You're not going to get your money's worth on a park hopper. Uh, Some people say animal kingdom's a half day park. Well, you know what? No, it's not. (laughs) It's it's not a half day park. Uh, It's a full day park because you got, you got two major shows to see uh, Lion King and Finding Nemo. Uh, you got Flight of Passage, which is if you're not going to start buying extras, you're going to be staying in line for. Uh, that's going to eat up part of your day. Uh, so I would say for your first time going, it's going to be a minimum of four days. Okay. It's going to be one park per day. If you want to do it where you're not dead at the end of the four days, be five foot full days. Uh, if you want to see Magic Kingdom twice, you'd six full days. So again, it's going to be like what you can afford, how much time you, yeah. you can take off, what you're looking to do. Uh, but what I like to do is I go five days and I'll do a park a day. Two, I'll do two park days, a day off, and two park days. Okay. And and then I'm, I'm not quite so exhausted at the end of the trip. Because they're long days. I, I like to go rope drop till they kick yeah. me out. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you do get my money's worth when you go are you doing one park a day or are you doing the park hopper sometimes i used to be the king of park hoppers okay and i i would do i would i used to say gee stan you do like five parks in one day like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know uh i i just find that that it, it, it's for the most part i do one park a day nowadays okay uh, okay my last several trips i didn't bother with the park hoppers uh, okay. When I had the annual pass and the park hoppers were included, then it was it was a bit more worth it. But I, I don't feel I don't like feeling extra for for the for the park hoppers. Yeah. And uh, and whatnot. But yeah. So depending on how many days you go, I, like I would, it's it's hard for me to say to go less than four. Okay. But if you want to skip Animal Kingdom and and do three, then like, and that's what your budget you know warrants. Then that might be what you have to do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so then where um, the we, we've talked about preparing beforehand. We talked about um, where to stay. Let's. All right. Now, the day of the flight, you get on your flight, you fly to Orlando or uh, the closest airport. There is another. I can't remember the other airport's name. Now, Sanford, maybe there is another airport that. Um, that I think a few flights or a few airlines fly into. Um, so getting from the airport to your hotel, um, what's, what have you found is the best way to do that? Especially now that if you're staying on property now, magical express doesn't exist anymore. It's not there. So travel to and from the airport's not included anymore. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, so, yeah, like the best way to stay to, to go was the old way with the Magical yeah. Express that was included. Now, okay, 
whether you're staying on property or off property because you're paying for it and and mirrors is operating it now not disney they don't care if you're staying on property or not okay yeah my my last trip or the trip before last i was actually staying at a friend's house and my friend lives really close to magic kingdom so i booked a mirrors uh, or, or I think it was a Mirrors or a Sunshine Flyer, either or. I think they're both owned by Mirrors now anyways. Um, to the Contemporary Resort. Okay. So if for myself, traveling on my own, that was the least expensive route to go, was to take the Mirrors transportation. If you have a large group, a shuttle might be might be less expensive. Because you, you have to do the math. You have to figure out, well, there's four or five of us and we're and we're uh, going to be paying four or five tickets to take the bus, or we can rent, or we can get a shuttle to take us, like a like a limo or whatever, mm-hmm. a limo service. And though it'd be one lump price for all four or five or six of us, that might be the less expensive way to go. So you got to kind of do your homework on this one. Yeah, myself traveling alone or just myself and my wife, it's always cheaper to take the bus. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you're staying off property, like I said. Uh, if you want, and you, you, the bus won't take you to your, say you got an Airbnb, you rented an Airbnb. Well, the bus isn't going to take you to the Airbnb, but your Airbnb is really, really close to Animal Kingdom. Then take the bus to Animal Kingdom Lodge, then take an Uber or a Lyft from Animal Kingdom Lodge to your Airbnb. Okay. It can be way less expensive, especially if there's only one or two of you, than taking an uh, Uber or Lyft all the way to your airbnb okay it would be right. more expensive i mean it would, I mean it would be quicker to do it that way yeah but you also get to check out animal kingdom lodge when you're there yeah which has its perks too yeah <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean so yeah that, that, so that's the, kind of the cool thing in that where where they don't it's no longer owned by disney because you used to be you had to be staying on disney property to take the magical express yeah it's not a case anymore you know, you know, one thing that I, I found out the this last trip is at the end of July, we, we, um, when we went to Disneyland and it was, we were there for three days cause we were doing other things on that vacation. Um, but we ended up, we stayed off property, but we stayed at a hotel that was, I can't remember. Is the street called Catella? I, I can't remember. It, like Catella and then uh, Harbor Boulevard. Like Harbor Boulevard is the one that the parks are on. Yep. We literally were two blocks off of Harbor Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So we could get up We and it was it would take us 10 minutes to walk to the parks every day. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Disneyland, I've, I've always heard Disneyland is is very easy to do comparatively with a family because everything is right there and you know disneyland's to your right california adventures to your left disney springs is straight it is it's or uh, downtown disney straight and, and it was really really fun and i even like when we were walking out at the end of the night and we would walk past all the the buses and everything the disneyland buses then it got me looking at the the maps i got on google maps and our hotel, you know, we were closer than any of the Disneyland parking lots. Now, obviously, you park in a Disneyland parking lot, you can get on the bus and you can go. But for us, like, we wanted to stay that close just so we would be able to walk. And we didn't know if we were going to last all day in the parks, if we were going to go back to the hotel mm-hmm. during the day or not. 
Um, and so it was really, really good for us because we, we were able to walk. We didn't pay for parking. We didn't, we, we didn't take the extra 30 or 40 minutes to park and take a bus into Disneyland. It was, that was really, really good. Um, and so. Oh, yeah, the, Disneyland the, is so much easier yeah. than, than Disney World as far as for stuff like that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so definitely I agree. Finding your, finding your way around is very very important um and we were we were so excited when when we got to the hotel we found out that it was free parking at the hotel i i had when we booked it because we had looked at four or five different options and and when we looked uh when we booked it i thought i had remembered thinking well we're probably gonna like we're gonna have to pay this much for parking here but it's gonna be cheaper or it's gonna be less than if we stayed farther away and had to pay drive in and pay a, and a lot and everything and we get there and it's free parking so it's like oh my goodness this is this was amazing i, I um hotels in disneyland that it was quicker for me to walk from my hotel to disneyland than it was for me to walk from my room at pop century to the to the uh <laughs> to the skyliner <laughs> yeah <laughs> never mind taking the skyliner to to hollywood studios then walking the other 30 minutes to or 20 minutes to the front gate yeah. yeah, I mean it it's you know Disney World is is so much so much larger than Disneyland as far as yeah. like the ground you have to cover. So yeah. um let all right, you're there. You're getting ready and yeah, we should have talked about packing before we left, but um I we'll we'll talk about it now. So, what yeah. is good to take on a trip to Walt Disney World? Okay, so the more you take, the better off you are. But at the same time, you don't want to bring too much because you want to have room in your luggage to bring stuff back. So yeah. it's it's the essentials that I say you need to bring are your sunscreen, rain ponchos, uh, battery chargers. Yes. Those are the things you're going to be paying a premium for when you're at Walt Disney World. Uh, sunscreen is, what, five times the price than it is at Walgreens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, same with ponchos. I think ponchos, I, I, you can get them at the, a Dollar Tree for about a buck. Yeah. And at Disney World, like, what are they? I don't know what they are now. Fifteen dollars for a rain poncho? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. If you have three of you in your family or whatever, yeah, it's 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 going to add up quick. And you know, you know what we used to do is, uh, we this when we went to Disneyland, this was the first time we didn't have a stroller. Um. Okay. We actually rented a stroller the first day just in case we needed it. And we didn't use it. At, like I, I went and I parked it in Adventureland so we could get on the Indiana Jones ride. I went back at the end of the night and it was it was there. Like we, we our, our boys wanted to walk everywhere. When 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 I got the stroller at the end of the night, um, our youngest son got in and went to sleep. Um, but that was the only time anybody ever sat in it. So we didn't get it the rest of the time. But when we went to Walt Disney World, they were younger. So we would always have one or two strollers with us. And um, my wife would always go and buy a shower curtain. And we would um, basically tie or use uh, use some type of strips or whatever to, to fasten the shower curtain to the stroller. And anytime like we were getting on a ride and I would push the stroller over, then I would just flip up the the um shower curtain because as anybody who has been to walt disney world knows those i mean rain showers pop up all the time mm-hmm. in central florida 
And so it, it was something that took an extra 10 seconds to do. But when you come back and you see everybody else's stroller is, is really, really wet and yours is dry. That's a, that's a pretty good feeling as well, yeah. especially because you, you know, your, your stuff's not wet. Your kid's not having to sit in wet things. Um, and so, yes, sunscreen, um, rain poncho, definitely definite must. And one time that I went by myself to Walt Disney world, I did rent a battery charger there. Um, ever since then I have gone with battery chargers that, that I bring from home for the the reason that, you know, it's, it's the premium charge and things like that. And, and the, the, um, you can get those big heavy bricks and they're great. They'll charge your phone three times. Yeah. Uh, The one I use, it's like the size of a, three credit cards piled on top of each other okay it, all right it's a small little itty bitty thing it has a plug that pops out and it plugs directly into my iphone i actually keep an elastic around it so what i do is i put an elastic, the elastic around the battery charger around my phone it doesn't recharge my phone to 100 percent, but it does it enough to last me all day all, all night yeah if that makes yeah. sense yeah. i don't need i don't need a 200 percent charge battery on on my phone at Disney. I don't go through that battery that quickly. And I'd use my phone on awful lot at Disney. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. live streams. I'm doing pictures. I'm doing videos. I'm doing reservations. I'm doing park hop or, uh, you know, genie plus and all that. So, uh, you don't need that big, huge, heavy brick that you're going to, it's going to weigh you down when you're, when you're traveling around and you go, why am I carrying this thing for? Yeah. I, I just get a, a small little one. I bought it on Amazon and that's what, that's what works for me. Um, and again, and I just when I get back from room, I charge my phone and I charge my my little charger. Mm-hmm. And it's easy, super easy. Yes, be careful. Don't pack your charger in your checked luggage, though. Yeah, you have to put yeah. it in your carry on. Bring it with you. On so, and and that's a that's that's another question that that you had on here. I I skipped over, so thank you. Um, check luggage or carry on luggage. What what have you found that is is the best? And obviously, some of it just depends on if you're taking a lot of stuff. You have to you yeah. have to check. But yeah. if given the I've option, what? Done... Go ahead. I've never gone carry on only. Have you ever done? Oh, okay. Only? Yeah, actually, actually, every time I've gone in in all of my travel, I've probably checked a bag three or four times. I I typically always do carry on only carry on. And, 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 and I, and I he... admire you for that. I absolutely admire you for that because if I could, I would. But well, I gotta wear I gotta wear several new shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every trip. And and uh, even if uh, you know, one thing that I, I I've found is is even you know, like if you get up to the if you get up to the 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 gate, and you sometimes have to gate check it. Well, but if you can go and you can gate check it literally yours is one of the first like they carry it onto down Mm -hmm. the tarmac or they carry it in the tunnel you leave it there they take it put it on the plane when you get off the plane it's right there yeah so you don't have to wait for it you don't have to do so i've had to do that a few times when when flights have been more full um but yeah every every time if at all possible um we try to do carry on only so yeah. that's uh basically and still carry on is limited I'm not, to i'm not i'm not a good enough packer 
but <laughs> I, I do a check bag and I pay I pay the hundred bucks going, I pay the hundred bucks coming back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. on with my with my check bag. Um but yeah, no, um, I admire you for that. And I don't know how people do it. <laughs> another uh another thing with airlines for anybody who is traveling for the first time um what what do you do for in-flight entertainment do you do you pay for the wi-fi oh, just look at the do you download things <laughs> okay no, no. Do, do you download things so you yeah. can watch do you take a book and you read like what are you doing yeah no, I, in-flight I, I, entertainment? Usually, I usually have my ipad uh and, and okay. i watch uh, my ipad uh, it's it's I, i'll download something from disney plus more often than not when yeah. I'm going to a, on a Disney trip, the the like WestJet oftentimes they don't have the in screen on the back of the yeah. seat, so so quite often I, I'll fly WestJet and then the, so the iPad I have mine actually fits so it will clip into this seat in front of me. Okay, it, lo- it looks like I'm the only person on the plane with a built-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a seat, but yeah. Yeah, this last time we went, I I actually downloaded. Um, we downloaded a few things, excuse me, on the boys' iPads. I had downloaded, that's when um, Secret Invasion was coming out. Mm-hmm. So I had downloaded the most recent episode of that. And then I, I, I think I downloaded the season of Moon Knight in case I wanted to watch that. Which, But one really cool thing, I, we flew American. Um, they didn't have entertain. they didn't have the screens in the back of the seats either. Mm-hmm. But American has started, you can pay for Wi-Fi if you need to do whatever else but through their app now you you can watch free inter, in-flight entertainment and that's that you're not paying for anything that's, yeah, that's you download their app you access it through there so yeah, yeah, um, airlines do that now so I, I if you are no matter what airline you're flying it, it is a really good idea to download their app yeah and, and get yeah. the latest version uh before you go yeah because there, there's oftentimes things on there that would be you know free or whatever yeah so we were, um, we were, I want to give you a, a chance. Was there anything else you suggest somebody bring from home um, on their trip? Those are the, the key things. Um, I know okay. some people, they'll bring band-aids and they'll bring gauze and, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess I, I do, do like to bring, uh, like, I get blisters easy. Okay. On my feet. So... Mind you, now I got proper shoes. It it doesn't uh, I don't blister nearly as much. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's good to bring the moleskin if you're with you. Okay. If you're if you're if you're even if you're not prone to getting blisters, there's a good chance you might get them at Walt Disney World. So it's a good idea to bring some moleskin with you, some scissors to cut the moleskin. Again, okay. that, now that can't go in your checked luggage. The scissors. Yeah. <laughs> that has to go in your in your or that can't go in your carry on. That has to go in your check. So do you, uh, when you go to the parks, do you take a backpack? Do you take a bag with you? What, how, how do you carry all of your things? Yeah, if it doesn't fit in my cargo pants, okay, it's not going with me to the park. Okay, all right. <laughs> I know a lot of people bring backpacks. Uh, yeah. And, they, and they'll have everything with them. Um, I, I like to travel light. It's funny, I got the heaviest, biggest suitcase you can imagine on the plane, but when I go to the parks... <laughs> It's yeah, my shirt and me, <laughs> my shirt, my pants and me, yeah, uh, and my hat. So one thing that one thing when I go, um, I 
when I'm using a battery charger, I'll plug in my battery to the phone and then I have it because I always wear like cargo shorts to the mm-hmm. parts and I'll put the charger in the, like the bottom cargo pocket where like, you know, my phone is in the regular pocket. Um, how have you found the bet? Like, do you put your charger? Do you just have it? You you said elastic. Like, do you just have it attached to yeah, your phone? Yeah, like my, my or what do you do? Very small. So it takes a very okay. little room in my, in my cargo pants. Uh, what I bring with me to the parks is going to be a poncho in one cargo pants pouch pocket and, and the battery charger and my phone. And I have a travel wallet that's very, very thin. It all, okay. uh, it has like next to nothing in it. It's, it's basically a little plastic folder. Uh, that's my, that's my travel wallet. Okay. Um, all right. Then next on the list. Oh, it. sorry. Yeah, go I ahead. Don't, I don't break my sunglasses. Okay. I have my sunglasses. Next on the list is, um, well, I should ask, how many times do you reapply sunscreen during the day? Because I'm probably, I'm probably two or three. You don't? Okay. I don't. I do it in the morning before I leave, and and that's it. Yeah. Um, I know some people so have to do it more often. Next is extras. Um, things like, do you go with the Magic Band? Now, Magic Band Plus, like at Disneyland only uses magic band plus i've heard rumors for a long time that at at some point while disney world will be magic band plus instead of the magic bands that we're accustomed to um do you do things like memory maker do you do the special things in the parks um do you use how do you use genie which is the free service on the app do you purchase genie plus do you purchase individual lightning lanes what have you found is best to make the most out of your your time there okay so if you're going for the for the first time and you're debating about magic bands and you don't know if you should get a magic band or not if it's strictly because of cost then i say don't get it if yeah because what are they now thirty dollars fifteen dollars twenty dollars somewhere around there um if it's if it's if it's something that that you're you're stressing out because of cost you don't need it Disney gives you a, a card ticket when you when you get to your resort or if you're if you're going off property and you're getting tickets only, they give you a card and you don't need the magic band. You can also use your phone as your ticket. The magic band is a great novelty and I absolutely love the magic band. It's easy to charge with, it's easy to to do well back when you had fast passes, use fast passes for and all that. Get into your room. But you can use the card to get into your room. You don't you don't need the magic band, or you can use your phone to get into your room. So Magic bands is something, it's they're fun, but they're not necessary. So you don't need okay. to get it. Uh, another one is Memory Maker. Memory Maker is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think currently it's, what, 160 somewhere around there? I haven't, I haven't yeah. purchased it in the longest time. And, if, and what it does is it gives you all the photos that the PhotoPass people will take, as well as all your ride photos. Well, the PhotoPass people are more than willing to, you hand them your phone and they'll take your picture. They're more than willing to do that. So you, if you if it's a, a cost issue, it's honestly almost. I would say it's it's not worth it. Now, if you're really big into photos and you want to annoy your all your everybody in your party and get every single photo you can, <laughs> and you want to get the special photos, uh, like they have these great zoom photos where where they those you stand in a spot at Magic Kingdom and it will zoom right into you and then zoom out and it's like a little video you get. You can't do that with your phone. That's not going to happen. 
there's there's magic shots which honestly i could probably photoshop very easily myself yeah <laughs> but there's, there's there's magic shots that they'll they'll do and that's not going to happen with your phone so if photos are important to you then yes get it before your trip because you're going to save yourself i think 30 dollars or something like that um but for myself i i i think it's one of the biggest scams that disney has going right now is, is paying for these for these photos so. did don't they um one of the more recent things they've done with with genie plus if you purchase genie plus now don't you have at disneyland you do at walt disney world i think it's the same you have access to the ride videos correct like when you're on a when you're on a ride so world i could be wrong oh, okay i don't okay. think so okay I, 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 yeah you do it land you yeah and it, it, you know at, at disneyland it's it's two or three rides uh, um yeah. in in each park or maybe even one or two rides in each park that do it um yeah. but that was something that was kind of nice it, it you know you're paying for Dis- genie plus it, it you feel like you're getting a little something extra with it um but uh, keep yeah, going well well sticking with genie plus um uh, if you are going to get genie plus the only park i would strongly suggest you get it at is magic kingdom it, it's okay you, it's totally unnecessary at hollywood studios in fact i had a friend that recently went and he spent a day at hollywood studios and he purchased genie plus he did not use it at all yeah not once yeah. did he book a, 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 a fast pass or a lightning lane with the uh, genie plus he ended up going to main street like to the to the uh city hall there what's it called the customer service and asking yeah. for a refund yeah. on his on yeah. his magic genie plus because he never used it didn't use it once uh, same thing at animal kingdom um you're probably not going to use it uh, epcot you're okay. probably not going to use it except for maybe what ratatouille and and uh frozen yeah maybe soren at epcot well, and the way that they have it in most, you know, in, in three of the parks other than Magic Kingdom is the, the rides that are going to be the longest are now individual lightning lane that you have to purchase yeah. separately yeah. anyway. And again, for anybody who's listening, especially if you if you haven't been on your own, um, you don't have to purchase Genie Plus or individual lightning lane to ride anything. This is only you purchase Genie Plus to Basically, it's what Fast Pass Plus used to be. You get to skip a portion of the line. Um, there are certain rides in each park that are identified as individual lightning lanes that you have to purchase those separately. And and they're all it's all variable pricing. So you may go one day and individual lightning lane might be fifteen dollars for a ride or twenty dollars for a ride you might go another time it might be 25 or 30. it all depends on what the crowd is doing same thing with with genie plus so i want to make sure everybody knows that you don't have to purchase it to ride um the reason you're purchasing it is if you don't want to stand in as long of lines you still will stand in some lines but but not as long yeah Yeah, exactly uh bibbidi bobbidi boutique you have a little girl and you think it would be so cute to get her uh, dressed by a fairy godmother or whatever they're calling them these days and and you and she's going to be dressed as a princess and she's going to have the, the spark, sparkles in her hair and her hair's going to be done up in a bun and it's going to be so cute and you're going to get beautiful pictures you need to know your child 
I've seen little girls walk out of Bibbidi Bobby Boutique, and as soon as they got out, they wanted to pull the bun out of their hair because they didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> and the yeah. shoes were uncomfortable, and they were complaining the entire time. You just spent $250 or whatever yeah. it was on this Bibbidi Bobby Boutique experience, when realistically, you could have went to uh, Walmart or Target and bought a princess dress and <laughs> put, her, put some sprinkles in her hair. And and she would have been just as happy, if not even happy, yeah. wearing wearing her sneakers, you know. <laughs> so so you kind of need to know if this this is something that your girl would absolutely love, and she's really excited for it, would want to do it. Then yeah, you might want to do it because she's only going to be young once. But if she's going to be the type to pull that bun under her hair or two seconds after getting out of the, <laughs> the shop, yeah, you might not want to do that. So yeah, so, um, well, that's something to consider. These extras. Do you? Uh... Do you ever do the Halloween or Christmas parties? I've done the Halloween party once. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to the Christmas party. Okay. I don't, I don't think I've ever been to the Christmas party. What what is what's what's the pro and con of doing those special ticket engagements? So so the so the Halloween party and the Christmas party it's a, it's a it's an added fee and it costs about the same as what a day ticket would cost. And they go from I'm trying. I'm thinking like six or seven till like midnight around there, and you can usually get in a couple hours earlier. Uh, don't quote me on that. But they only sell so many tickets, so the parks are supposed to be less empty. And then they have special events. They'll have special food you can purchase. Uh, they'll have special guests that you can like, like, like photo opportunities with with different. Um, like this year, the Halloween party, they got the seven dwarfs, all seven dwarfs. You can get your picture with the seven okay. dwarfs. Okay. Well, the the line for that is three hours. Yeah. And you're at a five-hour event. <laughs> yeah. So, so keep that in mind. They have trick-or-treating. They give you a bag, and you can go to different spots, and they give you handfuls of candy. It's, it's actually a lot of fun, especially if you're going with a large group of friends. They're a lot of fun. They can feel like a party for sure. But if you're going for the first time, everything is new to you. Everything is a Halloween party for for you. Mm-hmm. Every, every 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 restaurant you go to is going to be the, your first time going to that restaurant. Every attraction you go to is going to be your first time going on this attraction. I don't think it's necessary to purchase an extra ticket on top of the ticket you already purchased that day just to do the Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. Would you agree on that? Uh, I I have never I've never done them. One thing I have considered doing is whenever I go, if I go by myself, it's usually, well, most of the time that I go, I'm usually doing something like I'm presenting research or something somewhere else um, as part of the trip also. Mm -hmm. So one thing I've considered is if I'm going by myself and maybe I would fly in on a day where there was a special event, and so then you're getting there. Obviously, you're not going to go to a full day park that day. You would go to Disney Springs or something. And then maybe, you know, at, at four or five, whenever they let you into the parks, then if you went to one of the special ticket yeah. events, then you could do that. And then the next day go to, you know, your 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 next park. Because um, usually when I travel, if I'm traveling for research, uh, especially if I'm by myself, I'm I'm there for one day or maybe two days. And so I am kind of getting the park hopper so I can experience at least two parks, things like that. Um, Because I don't have 
you know, I, I don't have the days to be able to do that. So I have thought about that. I've never, I've that never done one. See, see, Cody, that makes sense. And also because you have been plenty of times. So now this is something yeah. that you've never yeah. experienced before. If you're going the first time, everything is new that you've never yeah. experienced before. Yeah. So why yeah. add something else extra new that you save it for the next time you go? Yeah. You know, you know what one, you know, one thing I've actually, I've realized, I think almost every time I have been to Disney has been because, you know, I mean, Halloween deck, fall decorations and Halloween decorations are up already. They had their first Halloween party this last week at time of recording. Um, every time I've been, I think every time I've been, except maybe once or twice, they've been decorated for either Christmas or fall because we typically go in September, October. And one time, one time we went in November when I was a kid, we went over Christmas during the very busy part. Um, I think I've only, so it's almost like if I went to Walt Disney world and it was not decorated for Christmas or Halloween, that's something almost completely new to me because I think I've only seen that at once oh, or twice yeah. every time that I've yeah. been. Um, so, so yeah, that's a that's a really good point. The the last thing you have on here are um, dessert parties, and so what are yeah. those? Are they something that you would want to do? So, so I've done a number of dessert parties. Uh, I've done a couple at Epcot. I've done. Uh, couple at uh, magic kingdom uh i've done uh, have i done one at hollywood i've done one at hollywood studios and when i've done them i've done with a large group i did actually the first time i went it was just my daughter and myself and it was because i wanted to get special viewing of the fireworks so you get to have your your dessert and your fireworks too is basically okay. what it is yeah so, so you it, it's it's all you care to eat of desserts and, and fruit punch and pog juice and and water and coffee and whatever else and there's all these Honestly, they're kind of bland desserts. <laughs> but the highlight is you get to have a great view of the fireworks. Okay. They're not cheap. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're a couple hours long, and they're I think they're well over I think they're like $120, $125 per person okay. now. Uh for a couple of hours. So if a dessert party is something that interests you and having desserts without a big crowd around you while you watch the fireworks. What I would suggest you do is you go to the Polynesian and say there's a couple of people in your party and you get a, a Dole Whip or you get a cupcake or whatever and you go and you sit on the beach and enjoy the fireworks from there. Yeah, okay. Uh, because you're, yeah, you won't see the projections, but they pipe in the music into the Polynesian beach. So you get to hear the music, you get to see the fireworks. and uh, It's a really a spectacular view. And okay. It's not crowded. It's, it's not okay. really crowded at all. You're not shoulder to shoulder like you are on Main Street. Uh, to see the fireworks but again you don't get to see the projections but it's going to cost you three dollars for a cupcake maybe five dollars for, for a cupcake or a dole whip whatever okay versus 125 dollars for yeah. You know, yeah you want to get a cup of coffee okay so that's another five bucks yeah <laughs> or, yeah or, or a pog juice or whatever yeah yeah so um, you have your own dessert party and enjoy the fireworks too all right so next is dining what's the best your best tips for dining at Walt Disney World, Stan? Yeah, so we were just talking about the dessert parties. Uh, that kind of brings us into the food. How do we go this long without talking about the food? <laughs> uh, 
the food is one of your one of your biggest expenses after your yeah. park tickets and your traveling and everything and your resorts and your rooms. Uh, but dining, okay, so if you're going to be following podcasts and you're going to be listening to blogs and watching YouTubes and all that, everybody's talking about these festivals and all the great food at all these festivals. The thing they don't really always tell you is that each one of those little plates of food is going to cost you between eight to $12. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a handful. It's a, it's a, it's a morsel. Uh, you'll go, you'll spend a hundred bucks in no time flat and still be hungry going, yeah. eating all this, this festival foods. And like I said about the Halloween parties and, and the Christmas parties is everything is new to you. So whether you eat a bunch of festival food or whether you go to the Regal Eagle uh, Smokehouse and have lunch there, it's still new to you. Yeah, it, It's all going to be something that you've never had before, I've never experienced before. I'm not saying don't try any of the festival foods. It's just something that really that everybody is saying this is the must have this year. This is the best thing ever. You want to get that special Instagram photo, then yeah, go ahead and, you know, spend the five, eight ball dollars, mm-hmm. but don't buy 20 of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're on a budget, um, if you're, if you're not a big eater, I mean, this one doesn't work for me, but if you're ordering uh, a burger or, or, or chicken wings or chicken nuggets or whatever, and it comes with fries, you can ask them to hold the fries. Okay. And they won't cost you as much if you're at okay. a quick service restaurant and, and you say, hey, is there any, I, I, I'm not that hungry. Can you skip the fries? And they'll take the fries off the fries. The menu okay. boards always show with fries, with fries, with side, with, you know, you can ask for without the side. And, and it will so save you a little bit. Here's, here's a question because now with, uh, and, and they're really pushing using the mobile app and, and mobile ordering, which mobile ordering is is amazing Um, especially if you're going with with a lot of people um have you done that on mobile ordering or do you know can you do that on mobile have you seen me i'm not a guy that (laughs) skips a side are you kidding me (laughs) i I don't ever skip sides either but i didn't like i know you can customize in there but i didn't know that that people take it off (laughs) okay okay (laughs) uh there might be a way there might be a way on the mobile app Uh, i'm not sure about that uh water is a big one you're you're in florida you're in the heat you're mm-hmm. in the sun uh drink plenty of water everybody always says drink water drink water drink water and i'm not sure i'm sure most people know this but the, but if you case you don't the water is free at walt disney world if you get it from a quick service restaurant in a cup if you get it from a bottle that says dasani on it yeah. it's what five dollars a bottle now seven dollars yeah. a bottle for for a bottle of water you can you could get free water at any quick service at any time, even if you're not ordering meal. Okay. You could and and the, you were talking about mobile ordering. The quickest way to do it is to go to the mobile ordering line, and you, mm-hmm. you, they'll come up to you and they go, "Listen, all I want is a cup of water. I'm really thirsty." They'll give you a cup of water, a cup of, and usually has ice water. You order off yeah. ice water. I, I I've been to Hollywood Studios. ABC commentary, there's a guy standing outside and he has an ice chest or a, like a mobile fridge filled with ice water. You just oh, walk okay. up to him and ask for ice water. He'll give you two cups of ice water. Nice. That's all he, he's standing there opening the door for people and handing out ice water. Yeah. So if you don't yeah, it's very, water, very good tip. Now, a lot of people don't like the taste of Florida water. I don't have a problem with it, uh, but people don't like it. It's tap water. So you could bring a little meal or Kool-Aid or crystal light squirt thing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't need it. I, I, it's one extra thing in my cargo pants, uh, <laughs> but 
but by all means, yeah, if you if you if you want flavor with your water, a couple of squirts of that, shake it up, you're good to go. Uh, in your room, you have a coffee maker if you're staying on property. You also have a small fridge. The fridge doesn't get extremely cold, but you, I've kept sandwiches in there and whatnot. Okay. Um, you can order order uh, stuff in. You can keep bottles of water in there if, if you if you want to spend if you want to get say bottles of water. You get you could do a grocery order, like a garden grocer or whatever, or Walmart delivers. Uh, it's it you you can get thirty two bottles for like thirty bucks or with, with a bunch of Powerade and everything, uh, and you're gonna have to pay the resort fee. There's a resort fee. I think it's five dollars or is it seven dollars now? I, I can't remember. Resort. For you to get thirty bottles of water on a week trip. And you're paying, I think, I, I, honestly, I don't know if it's five or seven dollars a bottle. Yeah, now. that's gonna add up really quick. Yeah. So you can yeah. get these bottles of water, keep them in your fridge, keep a sandwich in your fridge, whatever you need. Uh, I was, I'm perfectly happy. Everybody says, "Oh, you got to eat at Space Two Twenty. You got to eat at the Polynesian. You got to eat at at Sanaa." I am perfectly happy, and I'm a bit of a foodie in it, uh, eating at the quick service meals. I mm-hmm. find plenty of variety. Uh, the Yorkshire Fish Shop is, is amazing at Epcot. The what's the new one that just opened up in Epcot? Actually, I haven't been to Epcot in a while. So I don't. Yeah, it's a quick service. It just opened up in in Future Land. Okay. Uh, even even um, Sunshine Seasons in the Land Pavilion is really good. Uh, there's a couple. There's a Chinese one in Animal Kingdom. Uh, there's one in. Uh, Pandora, a quick service restaurant in Pandora. Yeah, that I think is that Satuli Canteen. Yeah, Satuli. That had the best. That had the best rice bowl I've had, and 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 a pretty long time. That that it was it was there, and that's a quick service. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. So so a lot of people say, oh, you gotta you gotta book your reservations. What where you where you where you eating? You don't have to eat at a table service, and not only that, if you think about how much you're paying for your park tickets. Do you want to take three hours or four yeah. hours, you know, out of your yeah. day to have a sit-down meal or two and a half hours, whatever it takes? It it, it cuts into your park time. Uh, yeah. So you don't, you don't really have to. Uh, if you are dying for something different, you could do the Uber now. Uber Eats. You could do DoorDash, and they'll bring it to your resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a little extra fee uh, for it. You meet, just meet them out there. You get your McDonald's or whatever you want. Uh, it's a lot, it's a little bit a little bit cheaper. Uh, snacks, you can bring your own snacks into the parks. Uh, a lot of people going for the first time don't realize it. I that's the other thing. I'll often I'll have a couple of granola bars. I'll, I'll bring mm-hmm. granola bars from home. That's why I got so much luggage. I got yeah. granola bars. <laughs> One suitcase, just granola bars. <laughs> well, I also tend to bring a lot of snacks for my friends that are only available in Canada. That, that ah, yeah, yeah. So I got big bags of chips in there and that too. But yeah, I'll have a bunch of granola bars, and I'll bring I'll bring granola bars with me, and I'll eat. I'll, I try not to eat it on the bus, but while I'm waiting for the bus to show up, or once I'm in the park, I'll have a, a cereal bar, or granola bar, or something like that. Okay. Uh, dining plan. That's a big subject. That's almost a show on its own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I've never I've never done the dining plan because okay. I stick I bring snacks I stick to snacks. And we do quick service. That's pretty much yeah. it. So, so I've never done it. Have you done it? What's your experience? Okay. So in the past, 
I've been a huge advocate of the dining plan. I, I felt that I, like people say, well, you don't save money unless you buy the most expensive stuff. And if you were, if you were dining, you probably wouldn't get the most expensive stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, but it doesn't allow me to get the most expensive stuff. It allowed me to get yeah. the steak at every, you know. Then uh, there's, there's, there's two different plans. Now there's the quick service plan and then there's the regular plan. So the regular, the quick service plan gets you two quick service meals and a snack and a resort mug for, during, for the length of your stay. By the way, you can only get the dining plan if you're staying on property. Okay. You, you can't get the dining plan if you're staying, if you're staying off property. So that, that's a bit of a difference there. And then the, the regular dining plan gets you a quick service meal and a table service meal or two quick service meals, which if you're getting okay. two quick service meals, don't get it. You're wasting your yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as well as a snack or a non-alcoholic drink uh, and a re re refillable resort mug. Yeah. It, yeah. The, it's important. The refillable resort mugs, you can refill those at, is it at any resort or just the at one you're staying at? During the length of your stay. Okay. They actually have okay. a chip on them, on the bottom of them that uh, after your length of stay, they no longer will work. Oh, okay. The machines, the machines won't work. Yeah. Um, so I used to be a huge fan of the dining plan. What they're charging now, and for what you get, it's hard for me to justify it. Uh, unless you're uh, going to, I honestly, I don't see, I don't see the point. If you're wanted for the convenience, sure. It's it's prepaid before you go on your trip. You don't have to worry about any expenses because now yeah. all yeah. your transportation is paid for. Your rooms are paid for and your food is paid for. Your trip is paid for. So it's convenient yeah. in that sense. Because realistically, the only thing you have to buy once you get there is your is your food. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you're going to buy shirts and cups and hats and pins and bears and ears and <laughs> backpacks. and Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you don't have to buy, buy anything other than because you do have to eat. You, you are okay. going to have to buy, right? So, so that, so... Uh, it's hard, really, really hard for me to justify the dining plan with the cost now and, and what you get. Okay. Uh, All right. So, so next, talking about souvenirs and, and things that you buy, um, I mean, they're, you know, you get them off a ride, you are in a souvenir shop. Virtually every ride has souvenir shops. There are souvenir shops everywhere around the parks, the hotels, Disney Springs, everywhere on property you can think usually has one um what are some good tips for kind of some inexpensive souvenirs like for us magic bands are souvenirs when we went to disneyland i got magic band pluses that was a souvenir for everybody like that was one of the two souvenirs that that you know we all got while we were there what are some tips that you have so so there are some inexpensive uh souvenirs that you get I think a big tip is to set a budget mm -hmm. and whatever it is, double it. No, honestly, <laughs> you're going to want to, you're going to want to bring home a souvenir. It's yeah. just human. Uh, whether it's going to be a coffee cup or a baseball hat or, or something. Um, but there are some souvenirs you can get for really little amount of money. Uh, the number one one is if, is the cell I'm celebrating buttons or my first visit yeah. button. Yeah, those are 100% free. You just go to your front desk, or you go to customer service in the parks, 
uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but they used to, during rope drop, they would have people with baskets of buttons and just hand them out to people that would ask for them down Main Street. There yeah. Several people with those. They haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen that. They say, yeah, it's my first visit. I'd like to get a first visit button. And they'll hand you one. Or I'm celebrating, um, you know, cancer-free is a, yeah. big, is a big one. Or I'm celebrating uh, whatever it is, your birthday or whatever. And they'll write, I'm celebrating on it. Or if it's your birthday, you can get a birthday button. Yeah. And, and those are free. They have press penny machines all over the place. They can add up quick if you want to get them all. Yeah. <laughs> but if you just want to get a couple of them, what is it? It's like a, a dollar one, I think, for, for a press penny. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, that's one thing that, that my boys like. So we did a few of those. Mm-hmm. And so they are pretty, they're, they're pretty nice, reasonably inexpensive compared to, you know, a lot of other things. Um, yeah. So those are pretty good. And um, on the some really imaginative displays with them too, by putting them in shadow boxes or or whatnot, oh, okay. and different things. You can get collector books to keep them in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mine are sitting on my end table in my bedroom. <laughs> 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 when um, I've heard you when you when you talk on your podcasts and other shows, I've heard you talk about when you go, you'll typically get like a popcorn bucket and you'll carry that around for a snack during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, do you typically get like the, the, do you get the premium themed popcorn buckets? Have you ever done that? Or, you know, what are, what are your views on that? Uh, yeah. So the themed popcorn buckets are available everywhere and probably within my reach where I'm sitting right now, I could probably pick up a dozen of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, I, I do get, yeah, I do get the reusable popcorn bucket. It, it's if it's uh again this kind of ties in with your snacks and your dining um i carry the popcorn bucket with me uh, yeah and and it's good for your for your length of stay you can bring it back if you're going back for another trip i don't think disney encourages you do that i don't think that but i have talked to cast members and they said we don't care we'll we'll refill your popcorn bucket no matter where you bring yeah. it from i've seen people okay it's july and they got one from three christmases ago and it's so worn off already but they're still refilling it yeah <laughs> it's a lot less expensive to refill your popcorn bucket uh versus buying an, a, another popcorn every time yeah 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 it's like three so the, bucks versus five bucks or something like that. the the difference between and the refillable yeah and and yeah. that's what i want to get in the difference between the refillable and then like the souvenir like my big souvenir from this last trip was i don't know if you can see they had oh, yeah, the Mr. Toad popcorn bucket. Yeah. This is this was my big souvenir. Like this is the this is what I brought back. And um because like I grew up riding that at Walt Disney World now. It's no longer at Magic Kingdom, it's in Disneyland. And so th- what is like what's a good tip <laughs> as as you get out your 50? What's a good tip for how to manage those popcorn buckets yeah because they 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 can you know they they do add up in price um so it's kind of like for me it's sort of turned into if i'm going to get a popcorn bucket that's the that's typically the one thing i'm getting when i'm going or maybe i'll get that and i'll get a shirt or something or a hat or something but how like what's a good tip for how to manage that and very importantly for people who have to fly good tips on getting those back if you if you buy them 
So yeah, so the the these collector souvenir popcorn buckets, when I get them, I ask for the popcorn to not be put inside the yeah. the popcorn bucket. I ask for them to put it in a regular cardboard uh, container, and because I, I want to keep mine clean, I want yeah. it to be on my shelf. I, I don't want it to be greasy inside and all that. So so that is one of my tips with those collector ones. Getting them back. I mean, they look like they will take an awful, awful lot of room in your suitcase, but they, they do have a cavity inside them. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of stuff them with your socks or, or whatever yeah. to kind of take up some of that space in your suitcase. Um, so they, they, they look like they take up an awful lot of room. And they, they yeah, they do, but you find ways to, to, to fit them into your suitcase. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I love the, the collectible popcorn buckets probably more than i should because they're they are, like you said they are getting more and more expensive every time and uh but i tend to pick up at least one if not two every trip yeah okay yeah. um and then the the last thing on the list that you sent is day off from the park let's say you're going let's say you're there multiple days you're not going to the parks every day what are some good tips for those days that you are not going to the parks that are that are budget friendly Okay, so if you remember back to very early at the beginning of the show three weeks ago, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said I said I said ideally you want to do five days. You want to do yeah. uh, four park days and then have a day off. So you do two park days, a day off, and, and two park days. So now that day off day, I don't expect you to be sitting in your room sulking that you're not going to a park. Uh, you could go to Disney Springs. Uh, mm-hmm. You could go to. Uh, my favorite thing to do and it's actually honestly some of my most memorable days at walt disney world is resort hopping okay and and like i said all the transportation is included and honestly the transportation is included whether you're staying on property or off property yeah Uh, you you don't have to pay for the skyliner if you're staying at at the hilton or at the best western or at an airbnb all the prop the transportation is included yeah you You just have to get to those places that's it yeah so you can resort hop uh, quite easily with either the monorail or the boats or, or the Skyliner and make a full day of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Check out the different resorts. Uh, explore, like Port Orleans Riverside, it's just beautiful. You can walk around Port Orleans Riverside and just explore it and then you can take a boat for no charge to Disney Springs. And on your way, stop off at Port Orleans French Quarter and check out Port Orleans French yeah. Quarter. Again, that's another well-themed, beautiful resort that doesn't get a lot of love. Uh, the monorail loop you can stop off at every at you know uh the grand floridian the polynesian and the contemporary and do a little bit of shopping at each one get a snack at each one you know get a cupcake do a cupcake tour you could take the monorail from the basic pretty much from the polynesian it's a little bit of a walk to that to that other monorail to epcot and back Mm -hmm. and you actually can go into the park without paying I mean, yeah. It's only going to be for three minutes as you loop around <laughs> Spaceship Earth. But it gives you some great views of, of Epcot, and it's yeah. completely free. It doesn't cost you anything to do that. Uh, the resorts, just about every resort on every night when it's a clear night, they do movies outside. They show Disney okay. movies outside for free. When you could, you could go and watch a movie, and they have a big in, these big inflatable screens, and you can sit and watch a movie. Uh, Yeehaw Bob at Port Orleans Riverside is probably one of the funniest, best shows on Disney property. And it's completely free. Yeah. 
I mean, you could, you, yeah, sure, you can order some wings or, or a drink while you're there. Uh, if you bring your resort mug, you could go refill your resort mug. Yeah. For no charge. <laughs> That's right connected to, to Yeehaw Bob's uh, little, little uh, spot. Uh, a, um, a lot of the resorts, they have like, like marshmallow uh, in the evening. Uh, Fort Wilderness okay. have uh, the, the fire pit and you can cook marshmallow. I think Portland's Riverside does it as well. Okay. You can, uh, for a tiny fee, do uh, open fire marshmallow, uh, s'mores type thing. Um, I know Pop Century has, you can do a uh, tie-dye t-shirt at okay. a resort. And you don't have to be staying there to do that. You just have to kind of find out what time you're doing this. And you go there and you sign up. And it, it, it's it's not very expensive. It's, it's actually quite, it's, again, that could be part of your inexpensive souvenirs. Yeah, because uh, it's yeah. way cheaper than a Disney T-shirt. Because, and you make your own Mickey Mouse tie-dye T-shirt. Okay. Right, yeah. You get to bring home with you. And I've done that. And it's it's a lot of fun. It, it's it's really it's really cool. Mine didn't turn out very well. Compare <laughs> 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 it ever. <laughs> Next time I go, I'll I'll do I'll know how to do it better. But there's so <laughs> much stuff to do. Uh, I've done canoeing at Fort Wilderness on a day off. Uh, there's archery at Fort Wilderness. There's there's a lot a lot to do. Um, again, what's the um? There's a Cirque du Soleil show. Yeah, yeah, Cirque du Soleil, drawn drawn to life at Disney drawn Springs. Yeah. Okay, so that's not going to be free, but it's something extra that you can do on on your day off day. Yeah. And, and and I find those day off days they just recharge my battery enough that the next two days are I'm full of energy for the next two days again. Yeah. They're they're a bit they're more relaxed. Yeah. Um, Easter time, the contemporary has the Easter eggs on display, the, the chocolate eggs on display. At Christmas time, oh my gosh, any resort you go to is going to be decorated for Christmas. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. get some. You can take some beautiful photos. Take a picture of every Christmas tree you see. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I love the last time we went to Walt Disney World was November 2021, and the reason we did that, I was I was presenting somewhere but i specifically wanted to go in at that time in november because it's not busy but everything's decorated for christmas and so it was i mean it it is beautiful wherever you go that you know you see all of these decorations and everything and then you know it's also kind of you see this beautiful christmas tree and then you walk outside and it's like 90 degrees still 98 degrees (laughs) it's it's a little bit of shock to your system but um, yeah. but it is really fun. Um, before we get to the rapid questions, is there anything else that I have skipped over um, that you think is important to to let people know um, about going going to Disney and, and and doing it without breaking the bank? Yeah. So so there's there's two things. One is just you have to plan it out and you have to kind of like set your mind to it. Uh, my I didn't go to Disney World until I was an adult. In fact, uh, my kids, my youngest, my oldest one was 15. Okay. The first time I went. And it was the type of thing, like, I grew up in a small town in, in Canada, uh, a bit further north. And I used to uh, hear about Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And I would say to my mom, we have to go to Disney World. We have to go to Disneyland as a kid. And my mom would be, we're not going. Get it out of your head. It's too expensive. It's too far away. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So that was kind of like the trigger that, okay, I'm going to go to Disney World. At the time it was Disneyland. I'm going to go to Disneyland someday. So then when I got married, 
so I said to my new wife, I said, I really want to go to Disneyland someday. We, we should go to Disneyland. She goes, yeah, that sounds good. We should go to Disneyland. Well, next, you know, we have one child and a couple of years later, we have another child and, and it's not, it's not cheap. Yeah. Well, before we, I knew it, my oldest one was 14 already. She's a teenager. And I'm like, okay, we don't go now. We're never going to go. Yeah. So I don't care what it takes. We're going. So I booked it, started saving for it, started putting aside money and all this and that. And we went a year later, we booked it a year in advance and, and we saved for that year. I, I, I set up that special account and I put into it. So by the time we were to go, we had everything paid for. We did the dining mm-hmm. plan. We had the, the resort, everything was, was covered and we just made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we did. What I don't suggest you do is to not, not save for it. And I'm just going to put it on my credit card. I'll make monthly payments for the next eight years to pay yeah. it off. Don't do that. Yeah. It's not, it, honestly, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it uh, to, to go into, into debt on a vacation. But yeah, if you could, if, if you want to do it, plan it, do it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, thank you for those and, and, one thing that I've mentioned before that Stan does is he does a ton of research and he comes, he comes very, very well prepared um, to anything that he does. So I appreciate you sending over um, your notes. I appreciate you doing all of the research. I, when I reached out to Stan, I said, I want you to walk us through um, how to do this because um, and so Thank you very, very much for doing that. I have five quick rapid questions like we typically do. And so since you've been on the show a few times, we've covered the parks and we've covered all of this. These are going to focus on being there um, by yourself or being there on a budget. So the first question is, and do you, what is your favorite story to tell about saving money at Disney. So basically like what, what is your Stan win? Like this was a win in your book. We all have those that we love to tell people what's yours. So I don't know. (laughs) Okay. This is something you can't do anymore, but back in the day, uh, before when Disney Springs was called downtown Disney, uh, there used to be a gas station that was, walking distance from downtown Disney. Okay. And so my plan was, well, this is like, I think this was like my second time going. I was with my daughter. uh, So she would have been 16 at the time. (laughs) I had this crazy plan. I'm going to get water for our trip. (laughs) I'm going to get bottles of water. And and the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to take my suitcase empty it out it has the wheels on it and i'm going to walk to this gas station (laughs) buy a couple of cases of water and put it in the suitcase and then walk it back and take disney transportation so so we go to get on the boat i guess you weren't allowed on the boat with a suitcase oh okay from from port orleans riverside to downtown disney at the time but they did allow it on the bus so we took the bus from from uh port orleans riverside to downtown disney I think it was 150 degrees that day. It was, <laughs> I don't know how hot it was, but oh my gosh, was it hot. So the plan was we're going to walk to this gas station from, from downtown Disney. Uh, 
it was in, it was like the I think that was the hottest day I've ever had at Disney World. <laughs> and I got we got to the gas station. My daughter was absolutely wiped. I was completely exhausted. We ran across the hot. It was actually at the time there was that's why I say you can't do it anymore because there was actually was a crosswalk to get yeah. across the highway there. Now it's it's just it's just cars going. Like you can't yeah. you can't do it anymore. Um. Anyways, we got two two I think forty eight cases of water and put it in our suitcase. Okay. A bunch of chips and all that, and we we got back. But wow, did we waste a lot of time and a lot of effort <laughs> and, and sweat and everything to get these this water. So yeah, that it, it was it was it was a fun story. I mean, we can look back at it now. But <laughs> and then yeah. I think we only drank half of it. <laughs> I ended up leaving well, and, the cases in the laundry room and <laughs> and walking back with all of that i mean car- like dragging all of that or wheeling all of that water back to the butt yeah. oh man yeah, yeah. so I, i'm lucky a wheel didn't break off of my suitcase because i would have just <laughs> <been there. laughs> so the, the next question was actually what what's a stand fail like going okay, and trying what? to save money what so what let's, is let's, let's switch let's switch this around. Yeah. Okay. So that that one that one I just told you that would be that my one fail. was the fail. What what's that the one win? was the fail? No, this is a win. So we were there and uh, hurricane is coming. Uh, hurricane Irma, I think it was. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, we were supposed to actually be going on a cruise. We were doing a couple of days at at Walt Disney World, and then we were going to take a cruise on the Fantasy. And then we're going to do a couple more days at Disney World after the after the trip back. So I'm sitting in Fantasia. And I get a message from my travel agent saying that our uh, cruise is canceled. Okay. Um. So it's like, okay, well, our flight home isn't for another week because we're supposed to be going on the seven day cruise, and then saying, you know, it's going to be over a week before our flight home. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to be doing the cruise like in a couple of days. So we're basically stuck in Walt Disney World with no hotel room, uh, no cruise to go on, and no flight home. So our travel agent took care of it. She, she again, this is a great thing about having a travel agent. She able to get us to, to extended stay at Pop Century. Uh, so, so that was taken care of. But the last time there was a hurricane and they shut everything down, they shut down all the restaurants and everything. They, you couldn't, or they, I think they opened up a couple of, I think they what they did was in each resort, they had like rations, like not really rations, but you could buy like a sandwich. Like you couldn't buy the regular yeah. meals. It, it was like a lunch, it was like a lunch bag. That's what it was. Yeah, it was very expensive, and we were at the furthest room possible from from the from the courthouse, <laughs> from the main from the food court. So what I did was we went to Disney Springs and we went to Earl Sandwich and we ordered pretty much one of everything on their menu. Okay, uh, I think I came home with like I don't know nine sandwiches or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that many. It was probably about five. Uh, anyway, and we stuffed them in that little fridge in in the room. Yeah. And there was a there was we weren't allowed to leave our room for a day and a half uh, because of the hurricane. Yeah, and we rode up the hurricane and ate sandwiches and sat in our room and watched Disney television all day. Oh, so, cool! So that was that was I, kind of a win. Like you know, we, yeah, we 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 made and uh, you know. I used I used my my budget sense in planning. Yeah, use, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it it makes for, I mean, well, both of them make for great stories. But you know, yeah. both of them make for great memories also to look back and, and laugh Earl's on that one. Amazing quick service restaurant too. Yes, 
It is. I love Earl of Sandwich. The the third one is, okay, so you said go for five days if it's your first time. What is your advice for, let's say, somebody who has, maybe they've been a few times, they've been with their family, they've never had to think about any of this. They're going to be in the Orlando area for two days, and they want to go see Disney parks. Um, what is your advice for those two days for them? Well, it kind of depends on what their interests are. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. If, if, if they want, they want to go to Disney parks. They want to go yeah. to a Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like, like the gut reaction is saying, "Well, go to Hollywood Studios and F, or go to Magic Kingdom and Epcot." Okay. That's what the gut reaction is. But honestly, my favorite park is Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. So if it was me, I'd want to go to, because I like Star Wars. I like the Muppets, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the, the, the 50s tone of the Hollywood Studios. Uh, I love the Toy Story Land. Uh, so for myself, I would say, well, I'm going to do Magic Kingdom and, and Hollywood Studios. Now, my daughter, her favorite park is Animal Kingdom. So she's going to want to do Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So it kind of depends on on the person. I'm sure Cody, you probably have your two favorites. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is if I'm there for one day, I Magic Kingdom is always a must. So if I'm there for one day, I do a park hopper, and I usually do Magic Kingdom, and then I do Epcot because it's easy to get over on the monorail. Um, mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios, it Magic Kingdom is my favorite, and then it's probably Hollywood Studios with Epcot right behind it. Um, so that does make it a little tough now. Um, now one thing you can do in my case would be start at magic kingdom, take the monorail to Epcot and you can actually take the Skyliner over to Hollywood studios and then back because Epcot usually is open longer than Hollywood studios. Um, so like, I guess that's what, that's what I would do if I had, if I had one day, but, um, so it sounds like if you're going for two days, you, you, and you want to see things you pro getting a park hopper is probably a good idea. Yeah. That's, I, you know, I, never, I never even thought of that, but yeah, for sure. Park hopper, park hopper is a really good idea. Uh, and you know what? You could probably do. It's hard to get between magic kingdom and, and animal kingdom so far away too. Yeah. But yeah, you probably could do magic kingdom and Epcot one day and Hollywood studios and animal kingdom another day. Yeah. If you, if the, you the, great point yeah the first time we went i would do animal kingdom in the morning and hollywood studios at night because i think hollywood studios is more beautiful at night than it is during the day and i would probably do reverse of you though i would probably do epcot in the morning and then animal king or magic kingdom in the evening okay all right is what i would do because i think magic kingdom has a better nighttime spectacular yeah and i think magic kingdom looks a bit nicer at night than i mean epcot's beautiful at night also but I I think you get more of the Magic Kingdom at night than you do Epcot. Okay. All right. The the fir- the fourth it's one. So good though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> especially <laughs> with, yeah, especially with the the new show that they have going on yeah. with the new effects. Um, this next one is your favorite Disney detail. That hidden detail that a lot of people don't know about mm-hmm. that you love showing people. If maybe they're going with you, um, and maybe they don't know that that thing that has become known as 
people know Stan is going to show them this detail. <laughs> What's your favorite one? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Oh man. Uh well this one I actually okay, I learned this one from Lumanjello, and I think it is the coolest thing. In in uh in Fantasyland, there's a barrel. And okay. on the barrel, it's written, I think it says fire department or something yeah yeah on 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 this barrel and it it's it looks like just a prop like it's something that's that's kind of like well disney put that there for whatever reason Uh, you don't really know why until you lift the barrel up and you look underneath it well underneath it it's a uh, man uh, fire hydrant yeah and and if you don't have the barrel there the fire hydrant stands out like a sore thumb because it's a modern thing and it's in fantasy land but as soon as you put the barrel on it it kind of hides it and of course, the Reedy Creek Fire Department knows that this is a fire yeah. hydrant and, and where to go to hook up their hoses if they ever need to. Yeah. So I think that's a really, really cool detail. Yeah. That that uh, unless you know, you don't know. Yeah. And the then the cool. what's that? <laughs> the River Poo, of course. Everybody has to talk about that. that one. <laughs> so that that is that's my go-to when I'm there with my kids because that is the one that it's like everybody inevitably you're walking in the middle because typically typically that's what people do you walk in the middle and when you point that out then everybody's like oh gross and they kind of run off it's kind of fun um (laughs) one that that i haven't seen that i want to see is there's a there's a man uh, named randy powell who he did a what was called the last lecture series um and he was a big disney fan um and he, he actually, the, the story goes, he passed away a few months after he did the the last lecture series because he was terminally ill when he did it. Um, I think at Carnegie Mellon University. But um, there is a plaque with his quote, with a quote of his in Fantasyland near the, um, it's either near the, the carousel or near the, the tea party. Um, I, the, I can't remember which. And so when I go and have some time that I'm just wandering around looking, that's something that <clears throat> I want to be able to, to see and, and take a picture with. And, and that'll be, as the boys get older, that will be the, the one that I like pointing out the most after the river of poo, um, <clears throat> or after, after they're bored with the river of poo, I guess the, the last one is, yeah, the, the last one is. What's your favorite Disney transportation since we were talking about um, being able to get all over the property without paying for Uber or park a car? Yeah. So so it's funny because I don't do anything with heights or spins or drops or goes too fast. But my favorite mode <clears throat> of transportation is the Skyliner, which yeah. has its heights and has its speed. Yeah. I mean, it goes reasonably, it doesn't go that fast, but uh, yeah, like I don't like, I don't like looking down on height, but i love the skyliner it, it yeah it, it's it's funny because when you first announced it i'm like oh i don't know if i want to go on those things like, like well, i'll try it but yeah i absolutely love 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 yeah. the skyliner yeah i i agree that that's a lot of fun and if i'm staying on property i i, I want to try to if at all possible i want to try to stay on that skyliner route it's a lot of fun um so thank you for doing this stan again um for people who who want to ask questions, engage more, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, so uh, follow the social medias. Uh, the solo show is probably the best way. 
uh, I believe the email address is the solo show zero one at gmail.com. Okay. I don't know how I had to go, why I had to go zero one. I guess somebody else already had the solo show at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the solo show zero one at gmail.com is the email address. Or just search Stan Solo on Facebook and you can send me a private message or, or friend request me or whatever. I, I uh, don't really do the, I have it, but I don't really look at it, the Instagram and the Twitter. Okay. And, uh, which the new one? The, I don't even have the threads yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that yet either. So, all right, well, Stan, thanks a lot for yeah, for walking you, us Cody. through this. Um, and this was a whole lot of fun. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of the Being a Fan of Disney podcast. I'm your host, Cody Haver. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining us and listening and to say that I hope you found the information, whether content covered in class or interviews with guests, fun, informational, entertaining, and even inspiring. If you want to follow along with the class, you can do so by following me on Twitter at CHaverPhD. That's C-H-A-V-A-R-D-P-H-D. Or by joining the public group on Facebook, being a fan of Disney. If you want to engage with any of the guests we've had in class, their contact information is included in each of the show notes. So again, thank you for joining us. It was a great time having you. If you like what you hear, please share this out so other people can engage with the information, possibly learn more about their Disney fandom and their love for all things Disney related. With that, thank you again and have a great day. Thank you.